0: Ciao ciao. Um, uh, We're in my on the way to the train station in Pinarella. It's 5 a.m. in the morning. Life is good. It's beautiful. The birds are chirping. And um, today you're gonna listen to Jake and George talk about what happened to the Corona virus, uh, the reopening of America, and some good positive stuff at the end. At the start, it's a little negative. I didn't quite like that but they pick up and get nice and good at the end so have a blast listening to jake and george their chemistry is fantastic and remember to share this episode with someone in any episode you listen to at bold perceptions have a wonderful beautiful awesome amazing day
1: Bold perceptions, bold perceptions. I'm back in the Noodles & Company parking lot. This is George. I got Jake on Zoom, just like the old quarantine days, even though it's kind of over. A lot of sunshine coming through the
0: roof. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Jake, how are we feeling? Feeling good, George. Excited to get back on here with you. I don't know the last time we recorded a podcast together.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was, uh, it might have been Allie the
0: Psychic, wasn't it? No shit. That was actually the last one. That's crazy. That's depressing. That's bad <laughs> from us. That's... But yeah, Um. super excited to be back here today. It's been, like we just mentioned, a good minute. So excited to kick the shit with you, George. Let's kick the shit, man. Why not? Let's begin. So obviously,
1: I know you want to cover, you know, the reopening of America in a sense, I know not everybody's opening up. Our home state is. I'm really excited about Lifetime opening tomorrow. That's kind of my, you know, my checkpoint as to I have some freedom back. You know.
0: Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I uh, hopefully with Mike, my trainer, hopefully uh, get back in with him within these next few days. But it's weird because how do you know how many states are reopened? Is it? almost all of them now, or is it still? Because I think Minnesota, compared to others, is farther behind, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, – I mean, Arizona was probably the first one I heard, and I feel like that was God, probably four weeks ago at this
0: point, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, you were because you were just there. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's weird to see the states go individually. Some are opening. Like, the weirdest part is so a Minnesota – you can't dine in at places. You can eat outside, but you can, what was it? There was something you could do. And then in Michigan, you can't do that same thing, but you can eat inside. So it's like the states have opposite. So it's, it's just super confusing.
1: Right. And I think it's probably smart to not just have the same uniform regulations across every state in America. Um, Cause obviously there's some States that are hot spots for Corona and there's some that are not. And um, I know there's signs all over in like target speedway, gas stations and whatever saying, at least here in Minnesota saying, must wear a mask to enter. You need one. And to be quite frank, I have not worn one one time and I've just been waltzing into places, <laughs> waltzing in and out. That also might be because I personally, I haven't gotten tested, but I thought I did have the virus which means I have the antibodies kind of feel like Peter Parker and Spider-Man right now. (laughs)
0: It's like a bullet when you go out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm i I'm kind of a villain or I'm a hero. I don't know which one am I,
0: but, uh, yeah, I have a haircut appointment tomorrow. Mask is mandatory. Went to the doctor's office the other day. I didn't have a mask. They gave me one, but I haven't really seen the stores I've been going to. Masks haven't been necessary. Um, so that must just be in Minneapolis, So let's get to kind of like an exciting opening, the NBA finally coming back. Kind of want to touch on like the, you know, just the psychological effects that it will have on Americans to finally get some good news because it seems like the news has just been a bombardment of negativity lately. And I mean, obviously what happened recently in Minneapolis is terrible, but it's just so much negativity on the internet, on the TV. So it's just good. To have something where people can come together and kind of all, you know, be in the same community, a fan of the same thing, I guess is the way I'm
1: looking at it. Yeah, and well, obviously it's huge. I mean, we saw with The Last Dance, the Jordan documentary, that was kind of a cool time for America to come together and watch a live event all at the same time. It was cool to see, you know, all the sports talk shows talk about it the next day and then stretch it out to tuesday wednesday thursday because there's not <laughs> shit going on in the sports yeah. world otherwise but now this is going to be this is going to be epic like and especially with the nba a billion dollar industry reopening i mean that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the world right i would think
0: yeah and especially it being the playoffs like the most important part of the season not just the beginning of the season not restarting in the middle but going to the end of the season what they got eight games and the playoff starts. So I just think that energy behind that, and like you said, we saw with the Jordan documentary how many people tuned in. And then also even with the uh, live golfing, the Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson event, like broke golfing viewing records. Um, So I just think it's a super good thing. I know I personally am super excited about it, so I might have a little biased viewpoint on it. But I just think it's going to be good for – People to get something back that they can cheer with, that they like. It's just positivity. It's it's a distraction, but that's what it is a positive distraction.
1: No, it really is. And I mean, honestly, in the thick of this whole thing, you just touched on it. I mean, the internet and social media was such a freaking cesspool of negativity. It's doomsday. Everything's changed forever. We're not going to get out of this until 2021. I saw a report, people aren't going to shake hands till 2022. What the hell is that looking <laughs> back? I mean, I'm in the camp that, I'm personally, I'm in the camp that the coronavirus, it's bad. Obviously, there's a ton of deaths. It's terrible. It's a pandemic. It's going to be in the history textbooks. But it's nothing to shut the entire economy and the country down about. It's In my opinion, it's just not. And I hope this will kind of change the narrative in that sense, because I feel like the, the mainstream opinion is you got to take this very cautiously. You got to wear masks. You got to wear wa- masks in your car. You got to wear masks while you sleep. You got to be a mask man or mask woman or whatever <laughs> gender they identify as. Mask, whatever. And I, I just think it's going to end the uh,
0: the mask hysteria, if you will. Well, also, uh, there's some, I guess the mainstream uh, is kind of saying that don't reopen till we get a vaccine or stay home till there's a vaccine and just shit like that. I mean, it's impossible to stay have a country closed for over a year, like the economic factors, and then when you have people inside, like addiction skyrockets, drinking, drug use, depression rates. I've seen studies how depression rates are sky high. But I think um, we can kindly or can finally look back. Uh, maybe not yet. I think we're starting to be able to look back and see that maybe this all wasn't necessary. I know the who just came out and said that there's really no asymptomatic, asymptomatic carriers. That's not really a thing. So that means the masks aren't really important because the only way you can spread the virus is if you're showing symptoms. So even pre-symptom, um, if you have the virus and you don't have symptoms, apparently still then you can't even spread it. It doesn't live on the surfaces like they thought. The fatality rate is 0.026%. It all just seems like we were led – so far astray, we shut down the country for nothing. But maybe, hey, maybe that shutting down the country is why we are where we're at. But I just think it seems so unnecessary then, and looking back, it looks even more necessary now. Yeah, and I mean, so Nick on a
1: pod on our podcast, Bold Perceptions. Obviously, he got hit kind of first with the whole quarantine thing um, in Italy, and it was pretty tragic over there. I mean, there was a ton of deaths, but I feel like America kind of had the benefit of seeing it happen first, um, seeing all the tragedies happen over there. And I feel like in general, we responded pretty well. I mean, almost every store has got the social distancing tape. um, Everybody's got masks. Everybody's got obviously these makeshift masks going on. I don't know how effective they are compared to the, the, you know, the official N95 3M mask, but I think America was pretty cautious with it. And maybe it, it turned out pretty well for us. I mean. And then you got, you know, more widespread testing available now. So we're seeing the death rate drop because now we're aware of more cases uh, compared to before. Only the very serious symptomatic people were getting tested, which obviously were people that were more likely to die from the virus. So I don't know what to believe. I mean, maybe it's not over too. The second wave is apparently a thing
0: online. There's are two things I want to say first is and, like, regarding all the deaths with the coronavirus, if you add up the, there's six states that, if you add them up, had the most deaths combined, and they're all, from, or the majority of them are from nursing homes. So, if you add up the nursing homes deaths from those six states and compare it to the rest of the 44 states, those six states from the nursing homes pretty much have more deaths combined than the rest of the 44 states. So, it's just like, well, it, them putting COVID patients back into nursing homes is what caused so many deaths. And that is such a preventable measure that could have been taken. Why would you put COVID patients back into the um, nursing homes where it's just going to spread like wildfire? I know Minnesota um, had 85% of their deaths come from nursing homes with the average age of a person 81. But uh, then I wanted to get to what you just said, maybe there will be a second virus so my whole conspiracy mind is thinking that the second Here we go. wave Here we go. is going to be bad. I just have a feeling. Because so, so many people now have this in their mind that COVID's nothing. They're not going to be uh, paying attention to the social distancing orders. They're just going to kind of throw it out the window and say, fuck it. And it's my opinion that the second wave is going to come through and hit us like a rock. And it's going to be, you know, people that are – relatively young and healthy that are going to be susceptible. So I, I don't know that for sure. It's just my feeling based on everything, how everything's played out and based off previous pandemics where the uh, second wave has always been the worst. But I don't know if I want to put that negativity out there. Cause <laughs> like we were just talking about things are starting to reopen. It's summertime. I mean, you just gotta, gotta go with the flow and see what happens. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, what do I think?
1: well, with summertime here obviously everybody's itching to get out that may play a factor in it i mean if this was winter and this was happening i mean why take the risk in opening everything right um economy indicators aside everybody's itching to get out so with that being said i do expect here's another conspiracy and this isn't really a conspiracy but kind of like a law of human nature i guess but
0: are we gonna see like a coronavirus baby boom? Is that what we're gonna see? You know, with yeah, all these people, just say that I was saying back uh, when the lockdowns first started and when people were getting restless, I was like, when the viruses or when the lockdowns over and people are able to go out, it's gonna be like the baby boomers. People are gonna be going wild out there. But dude, honestly, I don't know because the lock. Okay, so they're opening up America, but like you can't, you still can't go to bars in Minnesota. Like you still can't go out and really live the same life you were you can't mean you're not gonna be able to go out to the bars and party you're not gonna be able to do that sort of shit so i don't know right and people will probably be
1: generally cautious you know whether they're aware of it or not in their subconscious brains they've been kind of programmed to keep their distance um restaurants bars establishments are gonna have you know max capacities at probably 25 to 50 percent um and then that begs the question is it even worth going out right like you don't want to Stand in line only to hear, oh, you're uh, actually, I'm, being, I'm keeping track of this on my, uh, my calculator. You're the 51st percentile of the person that can get in. So you got to go home. I don't know. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about this morning was with everything reopening or on the verge of reopening, what stocks can I get? What stocks <laughs> should I buy?
0: I know, and I was
1: I was thinking like hotels or maybe Uber or Lyft, you know I, 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 unfortunately, Airbnb is not uh publicly traded, otherwise, I think that would be huge to buy, especially with offices probably moving towards more remote things permanently within the next decade, right I mean, especially with the millennials in the workforce, I think all of them want to work remotely or want the option to work remotely, um and then that brings up the The notion that these big offices you know it costs so much money to make maintain implement amenities and whatnot so i think regardless of how serious corona was it will change some things forever on earth as we know it
0: yeah um even with my job that i have right now as much as i dislike it is uh, looking to permanently have workers work from home whether they don't even think we'll come back to the office anymore they we're just gonna keep it like this and I think I don't know I like it and I don't I'm somebody I like you know I'm a homebody every now and then but dude I need to get out of my house like I sick of waking up going down to my basement finishing the day coming upstairs it's just I don't know (laughs) like I need to get out and see people be around just energy yeah I know I feel like an animal in a zoo
1: almost um literally walking up and down my stairs to do everything that I need to do in a day, as opposed to, you know, being on the road, going to the gym in public or going to get food in public or whatever it is. I mean, it's just bizarre. It's a bizarre time in human history. And uh there's going to be some weird ramifications that we can't foresee from this era, I think. But like you're saying, the second wave, I mean, so what are you reading about the second wave, Jake? Like, is it, you know a second strain of the virus is it the fact that we're all coming back too early like what is it about this second wave supposedly that's gonna be so bad in your mind
0: the viruses mutate and so that'll happen it's every pandemic in history the second wave has been worse and it's just with my it's my gut feeling with you know whoever they is that you know runs the world whatever you want to say it's just my gut feeling i can see their playbook i feel like live performing i'm watching and reading the news and it's just i have a feeling the second wave is actually going to be bad because they've made it the first wave it's like the boy who cried wolf nobody's going to believe that the second wave is going to be bad so nobody's going to follow any social distancing um there's going to be no these people aren't going to care and i think the virus itself will be a stronger virus be more deadly it'll affect younger people It won't just be constricted to old people i i hope i'm wrong i honestly i don't want to be right about that because i don't want to be in another lockdown i really want the nfl season to happen if the nfl season doesn't happen the fall winter is going to be so depressing but it's just it's my gut feeling and so who knows but a lot's gonna this summer is gonna be a wild summer it's an election summer um and so I don't know what's going to happen. I just think this summer is going to turn this country upside down. I think this election cycle is going to be brutal. And I think the media, since the virus has become such a political matter, I don't see America really reopening completely. I see some states like Texas, Florida, you see them doing it. But places like Minnesota, blue state, I don't think we're going to have much of a reopening. It will be, but it's not going to be anything. It's still going to be the virus is still going to be present in our minds because life is not going to go back to normal. Yet. And then regarding the second wave, it's just a gut feeling. Right. And I mean, I,
1: what would we even have to do as a country to, you know, kill the virus once and for all without a vaccine? I mean,
0: is what it a possible? Vaccine, a vaccine doesn't even kill the virus. That Like, you can't kill the common uh, flu. You can't, or the common cold. You can't kill the flu. It's just, so I'm thinking that maybe coronavirus is going to be like a yearly thing but they're going to have a vaccine so I mean I'm not much I don't trust the vaccine I'm not going to be the one jumping in line to take the vaccine I think I I would personally be fine going about life how I am now if everything reopened today I wouldn't be one that freaked out I'd be pretty happy actually because I mean well, I'm young healthy I I'm not worried about it and I said so you can't kill the virus the only way that some places are going to want to reopen is if they have the vaccine as we've seen uh, a lot of blue states dr fauci bill gates is a huge proponent of that fuck bill gates but uh it's just just the way i read the room right now it's just it's, i don't know so we'll see what happens um but this election cycle is going to be brutal we've already seen it get start to get bad um i don't want to say too much because it's i don't want to like i don't know it it we'll, we'll just see i um, don't know you have any
1: thoughts well no yeah and going back to uh kind of like your gut feeling about the second wave it does eerily feel like a movie plot where humanity went through the dark time you know and we all followed orders we stayed inside all the businesses are closed and then all of a sudden we got this light at the end of the tunnel things are reopening. Uh, whoever they is that you call them are kind of like busting their chops a little. Like, Oh, here they come. Like here comes society. Like they think they're back. And, uh, and the movie plot's going to hit us with the, the biggest curveball yet in the, in the flick, in the film, if you will. And uh, it's doomsday all over again, times three or four. So I can totally see that. I, I, I actually can't really see everything just going back to normal and staying normal for the rest of the year. I just don't think that's possible.
0: No. And honestly, A couple through all these protests, a couple of states have seen a resurgence in cases. So we could maybe end up seeing a second wave here in a few weeks. And then there's also places like Vegas opening and that sort of stuff. So if the coronavirus was real, if it were not real, it is real. But if it was what they said it was and all this stuff, then we should be looking at within the next few weeks a ton of cases because of the protests and the large gatherings. So that could be a potential second wave coming within the next week or two, but we'll see. But the media has just been always talking about the second wave being next fall or after the summer. So that's what I'm really have my mind on the second wave. I think this would still be part of the first. because We haven't reopened yet. And I, I don't even want to call it a reopening because it's really not. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we're reopening some things, but it's not like, life is not back to normal. I mean, it's not, you still can't, like I said, you still can't go to the bar. You still can't, if me and you wanted to go sit down inside a restaurant, you could not do it. You can eat outside. And I think you can have like six people at your table, but it's just life. It, it's still going to be this kind of control. You're not going to be free. You're not going to have much freedom. So and it's So I don't know, and I think the summer people are going to get restless. I mean, people in California, it's like 97, 100 degrees, and they're inside some of them with no AC, but yet they can't go somewhere to get out of the cold or get out of the heat. And just based off, like, previous statistics, crime obviously rises in the summer. And so when people don't have anything to do in the summer, it's hot, they're irritated, they can't do anything, I feel like crime in the summer is going to go way up. And it's, I just, we're just, life is going to be so much different this summer than summer.
1: Okay, so that's interesting because I was just thinking about the fact that Wisconsin um, opened their bars and restaurants before Minnesota did. So we got people kind of crowding that area, going across the border to go, you know, get a Bloody Mary or whatever you're doing for fun. And I read that these uh, these people going... Obviously, it's an overcrowded area now. It's not just the local residents. And apparently, crime did spike because now you got a big population there. Uh, everybody's not used to human interaction like they were before. And there apparently, there were stabbings in Hudson, Wisconsin. Um, and apparently, there were rumors of National Guard coming in there. Um, and I mean, it's just things you can't predict, I'd yeah. say, are going to happen like that. Just because human psychology is a little screwed up from being all cooped up. right?
0: Yeah, and I think that's why these protests were so much more explosive than we've seen before. Obviously, that video is super fucked up of the cop uh, kneeling on George Floyd's neck. Very tough to watch. But we've seen cop killings before, and we've seen protests, and people are at, angry in those protests. But these have been like the biggest riots of protests. I mean, they've both been the most destructive. I don't know how Minneapolis is going to come back from this. Like, it's stuff like this happened in Detroit. 20 30 years ago and they still haven't recovered seen some businesses say they weren't going to come back but i mean that's a different story so i the reason i think the protests were so full of energy and just destructive some of them are positive some destructive but it's because people have been locked up for so long and i think that also the protest not just the protest but i guess the distrust between cops or authority and civilians now after everything said and done is only going to add to what I was saying before with like the crime going up and just with the civil unrest this summer is going to bring.
1: Yeah. And I mean, add on the fact that it's an election year. Um, I mean, on that note, on the political note, like you said, you don't want to get too much into politics, but I mean, if you are a liberal governor compared to a conservative governor obviously you're gonna feel a uh, like an obligation to your political party to either be on the cautious side of opening or you're gonna be more aggressive on opening uh in favor you know the strength of the economy or whatnot and then on the flip side you got kind of like a human hum, what's the word humanitarian angle inside where you're like okay is this the right thing to do uh compared to like my political party's tendencies right So I think everything's going to be unfairly roped into politics, especially with the election year, like I said. Um, And I think we're just setting up for one of the most explosive political debates. I mean, it's going to be Trump versus Biden. The the ratings are going to be giants for this stuff. It's going to be can't miss TV.
0: If you don't know because the virus, if there's a second wave, that's the thing. I don't even know if there'll be an election.
1: No, that's what I've heard too. I've heard, uh, Some liberals are saying, yeah, Trump's going to cancel the election because he sees the proof in the pudding. He's going to lose with all this stuff going on. Um, And, I mean, maybe that wouldn't surprise me if he found out a way to cancel the election. But if it's on, I mean, it's really, really going to be on. Like, it's going to be must-watch TV.
0: Yeah, and then I think, too, if – or the economy and people out of jobs, more people become unemployed this summer – Um, The economy is going to get worse. And you can kind of already see they've started to not implement martial law for an extended period of time, but for short periods of time when they have to go in with these protests. So you can see they already have the National Guard on our streets. So, I mean, if we get back into lockdown, I know at first, when we first got into quarantine, people were expecting it to have the National Guards on the street. And now we have that. And so, if we go back into lockdown, we'll actually have like a martial law type, and we'll actually already be in a bad economy. Like when we went to the first lockdown, we were in a really good economy. Going we to a lockdown and and a bad economy and civil unrest, it's just going to be to be explosive. I hope it's good though. I mean, I'm still hoping out for the good, and yeah, just hope for the best and. Let's just hope that the NFL season happens. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, no,
1: that's huge for me as well. I mean, at this point, obviously, my, uh, my bar is set low for entertainment, and I will easily take even, like, a three-game playoff series for each NBA playoff, you know, matchup. But I just don't want the NFL to get tinkered with. I need 17 games. I need the playoffs. Whatever. I don't care that there's no fans or the fans need to sit six feet apart with a mask, with double masks. I don't know. Are the players going to wear masks in their helmet? I don't know. I mean, so many things, so many factors are going to be going into all this stuff that it's just so unpredictable in my mind. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Anything could happen. I mean, before the year even started, imagine, you know, getting a snapshot in your mind of everybody walking around in masks. Like, what the hell does that even mean? What a social distancing! Like nobody knows this shit. Yeah. Before yeah. this all happened. I mean, yeah. what's next? I know, that's funny to think about. You know, it's like fucking Monsters Inc. Everybody's walking around in these suits where you can't touch anybody.
0: And that's the thing now is like I feel like people are so afraid of other people now. They like people don't like each other. We have I've heard stories of you know people being out in public and just getting absolutely screamed at for not wearing a mask. They have us all fighting with each other. And it just sucks. there's been so much fighting between people lately it's just tough it sucks it's a, it's a tough time um, but that's why lately I've been kind of pulling myself out of social media just because everything I know I know you have too. why don't you kind of speak on that?
1: Well yeah, I mean I deleted Twitter
0: uh, the last week
1: because I mean it was just the whole feed was extremist view a versus extremist view b. There was no middle ground. It was all negative energy. Why look at it? Like, why look at it and bum myself out? And I usually kind of set a rule for myself. No social media in the morning, um, no matter what, for like the first hour. Because why do you want to look at other people's lives? Like, it's your day. It's your time to be in control. You just woke up. I've heard the first 15 to 30 minutes are the most important part of a day in terms of setting a tone. And why the hell would I want to start my day with the most large collection of negative energy with all these extremist things that I don't even know if they're true or if they're planet stories in an election year. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
0: That's so true. Yeah. I need a, that's a good point about in the morning because I usually right away in the morning, I'll go on Twitter for a little bit. I just, I just need to stop that. You found that, a, how, how has your last week been compared to like when you're on social media? Like, has, have you noticed a difference in your attitude, behavior, how you're feeling? Well, I mean, I'm doing things that are way more important to my personal
1: life and growth. Like I'm not wasting time scrolling through Twitter, seeing just pointless shit that's rotting my brain or, you know, getting these ideas in my head that I don't need to have that aren't, that are not important to anything about my life. Um, And that's kind of forced me to uh, kind of adopt a morning routine. Like this morning, I usually kind of run some sprints or jog or whatever, but Kind of got a bum knee. I'm getting up there in the age, you know. So I simply just went and sat at a dock and put my feet in the water. This kind of sounds like a scene in The Notebook. I hate to be doing this, to you. I don't want you to think down on me, but I just I literally just sat down, looked at the water, stayed off social media. And that's where the stock, um, the stock ideas came into my mind. I just started looking up stocks. So uh, it's just interesting where uh, no social media takes your brain. Like maybe I wouldn't be thinking about that stuff. Maybe I just made myself some money this morning simply by staying off Twitter, you know. But I feel like uh, Twitter is a little more safe now in terms of, you know, no explosively negative content everywhere. So I did redownload it, and I kind of regret it already, honestly. Yeah I,
0: yeah, I I, I, say all the time I need to delete it. Uh, it's terrible. I, I, that's a good idea, though, in the morning, go down to the lake like that. What time did you uh, wake up and do that? Uh, well, I start work
1: at 8, so I wake up at 7, just drive over there, collect my thoughts, you know, don't uh, don't look at anything that doesn't really pertain to my life. And I uh, just kind of sat there for 30 minutes. And like, like Salk okay, had our last guest or one of our last guests, Tevin Grant, he was the one that kind of put that thought in my head about how he gets up, meditates, even stretches. He said stretching is really good. So, yeah, you know, I was stretching the hammies out in the dock a little bit, <laughs> getting loose, getting lumber but it's way it's way better than just going on
0: twitter and seeing fuck this fuck that like just all over the place so well dude morning routines alley the psychic we had on, was huge for him i need to get a morning routine because right now i'm waking up like with the fact that i work in my freaking basement i wake up like 15 minutes before i need to be at work and it's just brutal then getting like trying to be awake during my first call um so it's a good idea maybe even go out there and like journal yeah, no, that's what Ali suggested to me as well, and I found that to be
1: uh, pretty freeing for my mind. Um, and then you just kind of got me on another train of thought. So the fact that people are just waking up and they're in their office, boom, like they turn on their laptop, boom, they're at work. That that cannot be good for the nation's productivity or quality of work. Like if they're literally waking up and just going through the motions, most likely for the first hour, hour and a half, right? Like there's no way that the human quality in terms of brain power is the same like when we're at home. And there's more. I think there's more distractions at home. I mean, I live with a few guys, and we're all working there. I mean, some tomfoolery happens, right? And like, you're not really, truly committed to your job compared to being in an office. Mm -hmm. So maybe as humanity, you know, in itself, maybe we've dumbed down a little bit from this whole thing just because everything's so easy right now. You're just walking five feet to your office.
0: Yeah, and that's. The thing is, I hope this way of life doesn't become permanent because it's so, uh, what's the word? Sentient, still. Like, you're not, there's no stale. Movie. Yeah, you're not, there's no stagnant. Yeah, exactly. And it gives people the opportunity to be even lazier than they were before. I mean, at least before you'd go to work, come home, watch Netflix. I mean, now it's just wake up 10 minutes before work, go downstairs work for eight hours, half-assed. This is not me, some people I'm saying. And then just like binge-watch Netflix and not really leave the house the entire day. That's the thing with this whole thing is it's separated people so much. And I don't think that that's good for humans. We're kind of a herd. We go in groups. We should not be this separated and this fearful of each other.
1: Yeah, no, and that's that's a good point. A few minutes ago you made, people are literally scared of each other. Like... It's you'll see somebody at the grocery store without a mask, that's me, sorry society, but people look at me like oh my god, this guy's a devil, like he doesn't have a mask yeah. on, I'm not going anywhere
0: near him yeah, it's ridiculous and how, dude, how kind of like, surreal is it when you turn down that grocery aisle and you see somebody down there with a the mask on, like it doesn't even feel real yeah, it's like a video game it's like some sort of simulation
1: or something and I mean, it's it's gonna have weird psychological effects on humanity as a whole. I think that not even freaking Elon Musk and Ooh, actually speaking of Elon Musk, is this gonna you know spur some space travel? Is coronavirus existent on Mars? I don't think so. I don't know. Spread <laughs> <laughs> the virus through uh, the universe. Maybe the Mars. Maybe this is uh the aliens came down from uh, from Neptune. This is uh this is a derivative
0: of a a wild creature on Neptune prowling the surfaces. I don't know. I, <laughs> I would not be surprised if there's an alien invasion this year. Look up Project Bluebeam. It's like the, how uh, how I don't even want to get it. Just Google it. I don't want to sound crazy on the podcast. I'm not going
1: well, to. We'll, uh, we'll have a separate pod for this one. We'll, we'll do this on a separate pod. I want to hear your conspiracies though. Like you, You're plentiful with these things. You just, you're always pulling them out. You got one
0: at all times. You're stuck. <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy. That's what I've learned from Going so far into all this shit is like nothing is the way it seems. Up is down. It's everything they, everything we know. I feel like I'm not gonna say a straight-up lie, but isn't as it seems. I mean, it's there's so much shit, and I feel like I've kind of almost really stopped. Not stopped. I'm so huge into conspiracies, but I haven't been given my to- as much time lately. Because after talking with, like, Nick and stuff, it's just, like, what good does it do me to know all this, like, or to know this? But at the same time, like, I've been talking to one of my buddies, and I've been really showing him, like, what kind of I look at. And he was saying, like, I look at the news completely different now after talking to you. And so I think that aspect is good to get people aware of so they're not falling into the herd and really kind of – Losing their own sense of self and that kind of brainwashing that you see, for some people, this seems so far gone. Like, it's, I, I had, and I, mean, I base a lot of my generalizations on Twitter, and I so I need to stop that because I know Twitter does not equate to the real world. But I just think it's important for people to know, like, what the media and the government—they'll lie to you. People just think they straight up don't have the capability or the capacity to lie to you, that they won't, or that they have these morals. But that's not the fact at all. I mean, the government and the media will go through you if they need to, to get to their, the message that they want to get across. So it's just, I don't know. No, I
1: agree. And that's part of the reason kind of, you know, I deleted Twitter. I just don't know what's real anymore, you know, but um, switching gears, I do want to touch on this. I do think quarantine has taught humanity some important lessons. Um, a couple being A, who your real, you know, friends are, what relationships are important to you, who you want to stay in contact with, who you want to take advice from, you know, I mean, I think, obviously, probably a lot of thousands, millions of friendships or fake friendships kind of flamed out, right? Like, you don't see them in public, you don't feel uh, the pressure to go talk to the cool guy or the cool girl, right? Like, you're just kind of, you're talking to your quote, unquote, ride or dies to get through the quarantine. And I think that's been important for people to realize, yeah. I mean, who's really there for you. And then B, another lesson is not to take, you know, the simple things for granted. Like Ali said, it psychic. Society was advancing at such an, such an exponential rate that everybody just needed to slow down and be like, wow, like even just going to a simple patio or just being able to walk outside with other people near you, like the simple pleasures of life that's count that counts that's worth something right like instead of being absolutely cooped up you can't do anything you can't go to a restaurant you can't even go to a movie theater a bowling alley whatever it is I mean the earth is stocked with so many amenities so many fun things to do and everything was just taken away in the blink of an eye so I think that really put into perspective what wow I had it pretty good I, I should not just be complaining about you know I see uh Person B in the Swiss mountain range, why can't I do that? I see person C in Bahamas, but it's really about the simple things and you know, all that bring you happiness and I think everybody's bar was lowered a little bit in terms of what brings them joy i think I think there's some
0: important lessons to be learned in quarantine. I hope people took it seriously I think those are both really good points. And my mom keeps saying it to me. She's like, "How weird is it that like one day we went to bed, and then the next day we woke up, everything changed. like the way we live got completely uprooted and changed. Like you can't go get a haircut. That's, like you literally cannot go get a haircut. But yeah, I think it's uh you made a good point about the friendships, and then also definitely people took a lot of shit for granted. Like just being able to go like for me, just be able to go bowl on a Tuesday night, like." that's really like I love that I had a lot of fun doing it and then all of a sudden it was taken away I didn't realize like because I'd be go go bowling with friends like how much I actually like enjoyed those times and like I didn't really you know cherish them it was just kind of like yeah whatever we're doing it it'll happen again there will always be a next time and then this kind of just showed that hey there might not be that next time
1: right and I mean We did, we, we focused on some of the negatives on this podcast of the virus, but I do think it's important to bring up, like maybe humanity did become more wholesome and more appreciative of simple things. So I hope it evens out the positives and the negatives of this, but who knows ultimately what path, you know, this is going to lead people down. And I hope people took advantage of quarantine. Like in the beginning of this, you and Nick came out with the podcast right away. Um, It was called how to win quarantine you guys kind of focused on learning a new hobby or a skill. Like this is the perfect time to do it. So I hope people didn't just sit there and wallow away. Like this was an opportunity to grow with chaos comes opportunity. Um, But on the other side, I mean, not everybody deals with it the same. Maybe some people just needed a reset a recharge to just kind of chill alone and watch Netflix and whatnot. So, I mean, everybody's different, but this definitely has changed, you know, fundamentals of the way, the human mind works, I'm sure, especially yeah.
0: subconsciously. We've talked about it. 100%. Didn't uh, Ali say that we, uh, our souls are all living in this time. We we all need to be here. This is all happening for a reason. We needed to go through this and all that good stuff. So, I mean, that's a good thing to keep in the back of your head. Like, yeah, shit. I am a firm believer in that shit does happen for a reason. I mean, we're, this is all happening. I feel like a lot of people, have, though, through this kind of realized you know that maybe the media doesn't have the best interest or the government doesn't have the best interest for you um so yeah i think it is i think it is you know a necessary thing and uh, i wanted to just touch on one thing too um you said um something about how fast time was moving and how we weren't really paying attention have you noticed how fast time has moved since the lockdown started? I want everybody listening to this just to, you know, take a few deep breaths and really think and internalize how fast time has moved since the lockdown started. You'd think it'd be the opposite too, which is the fucked up part. And that's where I'm getting kind of confused. Like how is it that time seems like it's moving faster? I don't know the reason I'm just saying my conspiracy mind says there's something, I don't know what it is, but there's a reason for it because it, I've talked to a lot of different people. I've read different people say the same thing. It's crazy how fast time has been moving. It's June. It's almost the middle of June. Lockdown (laughs) in March.
1: Yeah, that that is wild. And I know, so April was probably like my low point as a, uh, you know, a free spirit where I was so like caged up. Like I couldn't do anything. But at the same time, I literally blinked and it was May. I was like, wait, what? Like I'm having a terrible time. honestly I was not having a terrible time I've had a great quarantine but (laughs) I I felt I felt very caged up yet time was moving like a freaking supernova star like it just shot by and I was like how can this be that's like a paradox I, I thought you know the fun times were supposed to feel like the blink of an eye but April was awful in terms of you know the human outlook on everything and it literally simulated like it was—it was literally a video game. And I know you're a video game conspiracy guy. Maybe that—maybe uh, that strengthened your your argument. But Dude, you're
0: right, it is insane. I, my dad's birthday was March 30th. It was like one of the first few days of quarantine, and that was over two months now. It's just—I I can't really put into words how crazy to look back and just think how fast time has moved since the lockdown started I remember I was at the Mall of America like right before the lockdown and virus like the Sunday before it locked Minnesota got locked down and that literally seems like a few weeks ago it's absolutely mind-blowing how fast time has gone and like I said it it should be the opposite with the lockdown like you said when the fun times are happening time should be moving fast it's wild wild no, it is wild. That's a great point. I mean, it really has not been,
1: you know, it hasn't been a blink of an eye, this whole thing. Like, I remember kind of my last uh, my last bit of fun, just uh, kind of on the Oregon Trail of life, was going to Chicago for St. Paddy's Day. That was mid-March. And, I mean, I can, that seems like a couple weeks ago right now. And um, health-wise, in terms of coronavirus, I believe that I did pay the price for going to Chicago during the outbreak but to your point that seems like a couple weeks ago like and it seems like a different planet it seems like i'm i've been living in a star wars movie i'm anakin skywalker now just down around
0: so you remember when we were at my birth we had dinner for my birthday and the nba got canceled that night that's three months ago from thursday Thursday. That'll be three months since that happened. The NBA's been canceled for three months. Doesn't seem like it. What the hell is that? And it was actually, it was crazy. Like, we were at
1: dinner. It was not just you and I. There was other people there. We're not loners. But (laughs) I remember being on Twitter, our favorite uh, favorite app, the most positive app in the world, (laughs) and it seriously seemed like all hell was breaking loose. Um, Rudy Gobert was kind of patient zero for the NBA. He was the first known case that broke and at the time I was like oh my god like this is real now like a celebrity has coronavirus and then all of a sudden they cancel the game all the fans you know stream out of the arena Uh, a couple days later it leaks that a couple other of his teammates have the coronavirus and then it moves up to the bigger names Kevin Durant has coronavirus and it becomes really real and thinking back it was like a movie scene like the entire arena just somberly leaving you know, knowing that this is a reality now, like we kind of heard about it. China was going through it, but now it's, you know, in our backyard in America, and um, yeah, it just it dulled the senses a little bit. That's when the fear kind of started, and I, I don't know, man. Maybe living in fear—that's what does it. That's what speeds the timeline up in your head, supposedly. But just all so bizarre.
0: Yeah, could be honestly. Who knows? And it just maybe it seems super fast too because we've had such big like news stories happen consistently day after day with the virus with other shit it just seems like there's so much happening right now in this time period and maybe that's why it's like we're accelerating through everything and there's just so much happening right now and it's kind of crazy maybe that's what um ali was talking about why we need to be in this time because i feel like we as a society are learning so much right now. Everything that is happening is almost new to us. The virus, I mean, protests have been happening, but we're actually starting to see some real change. Like things are really, really happening right now. And honestly, you know, that for as shitty as I was saying it was, and everything, you know, it's kind of a fun time to be a part of. And because it's not that same Udayn bullshit. Day after day, nine to five, go to sleep. Nine to five, go to sleep. Nine to five, go to sleep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Things are actually happening. People like me and you are actually out there making a difference. And so it is an exciting time to be alive. And so I'm, we were negative at first, especially me. But at the end of the day, it is an exciting day to be alive. An exciting time to be alive. And uh, you know, whenever this finally does end, after the second wave, the third wave, the tenth wave, the twentieth wave. Once Corona's over, I think whenever that time is, society will have progressed from where we are right now. And so we'll look back and be like, okay, that was shitty. But hey, we needed to go through that. At least that's what I hope. I mean, who knows? Maybe it ends completely out a different way, the opposite. God, you're like Dr. Phil right now, and this is wild. So <laughs> no, who knows?
1: No, but. My last point I do want to make is, I think people kind of found themselves, whether it's for better or for worse, because, you know, the old saying is, you are what you do when nobody's watching. I mean, nobody's watching you, because you're alone in your house. <laughs> you're, you're not seeing, you know, the cool, the cool crew isn't watching what you're doing. You're not trying to fit in. You're doing what you want to do. Um, and I, I'm, I'm proud of a few people in my life. A few people that I'm not going to name, you know, made some positive changes, found themselves started doing some self-help stuff, started getting into, you know, you know, healthy eating, fitness, whatever. Um, you know, really going off really going out on a ledge to progress as a human, even in a trying time. And I think that's important to, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, this is an opportunity. Like I get it. Twitter's being negative and it's a freaking game of negativity right now. And everybody's saying this sucks, but like you have a choice to make, Like. You can change. You can adapt. And I'm proud of the people that did that. And you know what? There's probably going to be another chance to do that with the second wave that we're talking about. So <laughs> buck up. Buck, buck up, baby.
0: <laughs> Dude, yeah. I honestly don't know. if I. So if I hadn't started working out like a few months before this quarantine and I wasn't working out during this whole lockdown and everything, I would have gone nuts. That that has been so good for like my just mental health. Just be like, fall asleep at night. Because if I don't, some, there are some days where I don't do anything, I don't leave, but I'll work out. And at least then that exerts some energy and I'm feeling good. And I feel like, at that point, I do feel like I at least accomplished something that day. You know, whether I, if I didn't really do anything, at least I did that. Yeah, no, I I hear you there. I hear
1: you. And it's kind of like a weird channel. Like, I've been way more excited to wake up recently just because I feel like uh, if, if you're grabbing the day by the horns in a trying time, like it's that much more rewarding. So I've just been playing little weird mental games with myself. Like, all right, like you won't get up at this time and do this, you know, like kind of challenging myself and it feels good. It's been, I like I, I can't lie. It's been, it's been a great quarantine. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, like brag, I'm not bragging at all. I'm not being <laughs> braggadocious. I'm just saying like, there are ways to challenge yourself. I mean, you can't just, you, not everybody's just sitting back and letting the waves crash into their face while they Dude, cry salt water. You're
0: like Michael Jordan of the quarantine, playing like the mind games with yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I'm finding weird ways to keep myself <laughs> motivated. I, I feel like a psycho. I should probably go smoke <laughs> a cigar and gamble like MJ <laughs> now. But...
0: <laughs> Dude, I might actually have to start doing that. That's a really good idea. Just pitting your, that's a, such a, instead of pitting yourself against someone else and comparing someone, you're just yourself to someone else but you just compare yourself to yourself like that.
1: Yes. And okay. So I want to
0: reference a podcast quick. Uh,
1: I've been, I've been really getting into Joe Rogan over pod or over uh, the quarantine. I'll just kind of fall asleep to short clips of him interviewing people. And one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things I've listened to was Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan. And he made that point where the only person you should be competing against is literally yourself. Like make yourself your own worst enemy, make yourself your biggest critic. But also, like, celebrate when you, you know, improve on something or when you advance in a skill or a hobby or a task or whatever. And then at the end of the day, you can look in the mirror and say, okay, I beat myself. Like, I literally am better than who I was a day, a week, a month, a year ago, whatever. And that was really cool to hear because, I mean, he's just another human like us, right? Like, he's a celebrity, he's an A list celebrity, he's filthy rich, but still is refreshing and wholesome to hear him say that. Like, everybody should just be looking inwards and, trying to get better in the the long run so I thought that was really sweet
0: yeah Kevin Hart is a a really smart guy I've listened to a few of his interviews and he's very intelligent and I I like him he's a good listen to Gives a lot of good advice just like that and that's perfect I've heard that before just like challenge yourself but I haven't really internalized it and like thought of you know how i would do that but just with like your little mind games you play with yourself in the morning that was that's a perfect so i'm just like clicked in my head like oh, okay that's how you do it So that's good yeah no it's it's
1: fun and like some something i've been doing too is like to, i set my alarm to a specific song that like kind of fires me up right away and like right there and then like i have no choice but to be like let's fucking go it's another day like let's play like the game of life is fun and pop out of bed and i'm ready to roll so That's my uh, little tidbit of uh, the game and weird things I do in my mind to get up and get going. But I, uh, I think I'm a, i am I think I'm cashed out, Jake. I got to get home and have dinner and uh, wake up
0: and do it again tomorrow. I just got to say, that's a great place to end it. Like just some good solid advice for you guys to take into your next day. So uh, it was a lot of fun doing this again. I'm happy to be back, George. Glad to talk to you again. For sure. Got to do it again here. Super soon. You know we will so uh thank you guys for tuning in make sure you guys like comment subscribe all that good stuff and then uh don't be afraid to share it with some people that might get something out of it so thank you guys and we'll talk to you soon